Tales of Krampus on Channel X. I am your host, the Christmas Creeper of Channel Xmas. Before we begin, please hit subscribe and jingle the bell. That way, you'll receive notifications of new episodes from Channel X. And if you enjoy the video, please hit the thumbs up. Tonight, in our Tales of Krampus series, Channel X presents The Night Santa Came. The Night Santa Came was Christmas Eve, or Christmas. I don't remember exactly. I was fairly young at the time, about five or six, and still believed in Santa. This incident, of course, convinced me that yes, Santa is real. Before I tell you what happened that night, however, I feel a bit more context is needed. You see, I come from a very Catholic family. We observe some of our own Christmas traditions. For example, on St. Nicholas Day, a man comes in dressed as St. Nick and gives the children bags of gold coins, or we would leave out our shoes and he'd pop them in there. We did stuff like the Advent wreath, but St. Nicholas was what I was always most excited about, aside from Christmas Day itself, of course. To me, as a young child, it was Santa coming early, all the way from the North Pole. Yes, I believed Santa Claus and St. Nicholas were one and the same person. That's what my parents taught me, the young, impressionable child I was. It made me think Santa worked for God and Jesus. Then, there was an incident with one of my uncles, Uncle Jim. I called him Uncle Jim because I couldn't pronounce his name correctly. He came from Austria, so being a young Irish-American child, German was a language I didn't understand. He'd married one of my mom's sisters, if you're curious. When Uncle Jim came over, he'd often bring me gifts from Austria. This year, I was talking to him about St. Nicholas and how I was looking forward to him arriving. What if Krampus comes? He said. Krampus? I asked, confused. What's Krampus? Krampus isn't a what, he's a who, Uncle Jim answered. You see, when St. Nicholas is out checking on the children, seeing who's naughty and who's nice, he brings Krampus with him. Krampus's job is simple. He takes the bad kids. My face paled. What does he do with them? Krampus puts them in his sack, Uncle Jim said, smiling. And he eats them up. And St. Nicholas lets him? I said, stunned that Santa Claus would let this happen. Sometimes, Uncle Jim answered. Sometimes he doesn't. It depends on the kid. Which reminds me, 
How good have you been this year? I swore up and down that I was a very good boy and hadn't done anything to warrant Krampus taking me away. Uncle Jim just laughed and walked away. I asked my mother if Krampus really did come with Santa to take away the naughty children. She just told me that Krampus was an old story that people made up to make kids behave and that Santa needed no such companion. Later in the day, I was getting ready for bed when the door opened. I turned to see a massive figure standing there. Two black furry hands jutted out of his shirt and on his head were a pair of curving horns, a red tongue lolling out of his mouth. I've heard, the figure rasped, mouth unmoving, that you've been very naughty. Then he began walking toward me. I screamed and tried to hide under the blanket, only for Krampus to begin laughing. It's all right, he said and I turned to see Uncle Jim holding the rubber head of Krampus in his hands. Just a joke. That was a year before the incident which I will now describe to you. That night, I was woken up by a sound from downstairs. It sounded like boots and sleigh bells. I quickly hopped out of bed and quietly crept down the hall peering over the railing. A fat man in a red suit with white fur trimmings was in front of the fireplace, holding a black bag in his hands. He was leaning toward the Christmas tree, and in the light the decorations cast, I could see his white beard lit up with green, blue, yellow, and red. A pair of black boots, the soles of which were caked in melting snow, were snugly fitted on both of his feet. I couldn't help gasping. The fat man turned to me suddenly. I closed my mouth instantly, stunned. Santa had seen me. Oh dear, oh dear. Nobody was supposed to see Santa. Then he smiled and laughed. Ho, 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 he said, and then gestured with a white, gloved hand. Come here, little boy. I nervously crept downstairs, wondering if Santa would give me a lump of coal. As I did, I focused on the picture of Saint Nicholas my mother had placed on the mantle of the fireplace. Its eyes watched me with a dull, blank expression. Don't be frightened, Santa said again. Come here, little boy. Would you like a present? I glanced at the tree, which was completely devoid of gift-wrapped boxes, then looked back to Santa. I nodded. He laughed. Ho, 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 he said. How about I give you one personally? It is Christmas after all. He laughed again, grinning wide. His beard hung from his face as he bent down so we could see eye to eye. I noticed his smile didn't reach his eyes. But, he said, I need something from you. What? I asked, heart racing. 
Was it because I was excited I was finally meeting Santa face to face? Or because of how heavily he was breathing? I kept glancing at his pristine red suit without a trace of soot. Santa didn't speak. He just kept breathing in and out. The hair of his beard rising and falling with each breath. There was a hungry look in his eyes and I could see his teeth. They weren't white like his beard. They were yellow and full of cavities. Milk and cookies, he said. So suddenly that I jumped. I need milk and cookies. What? I said. But I left some out, right? I turned to the table in front of the fireplace. An empty glass with milk residue and a plate covered in cookie crumbs lay perfectly still on it. Your parents, Santa said with a sigh, have been very naughty and eaten my cookies. Could you take me to the kitchen so I could get some? I nodded. Anything for you, Santa, I said. I tried not to look at his teeth as he smiled. It was so wide it reminded me of a shark. Lead the way, young boy, Santa said. I did so. It wasn't a long journey to the kitchen, but Santa seemed impatient. As we passed a mirror in the hallway, I noticed his reflection twitching, glancing over his shoulder as his hat bobbed on his head. Santa, I said, stopping. Why is your suit so clean? Santa's head turned to me sharply. Huh? Your suit, I said. There's no soot on it. Santa didn't say anything. Just frowned at me with dark eyes. Then his face brightened and he smiled again. His eyes didn't smile. Magic, he said, tapping a finger against his nose. Can't let my suit get ruined, you know. I smiled at him, ashamed to feel so uneasy in front of Santa. But something else was bothering me. Is Krampus real? I said. Who? Santa asked, blinking in confusion. Krampus, I said again. The monster which follows you around and eats the bad kids. I've never heard of Krampus, Santa answered. But my uncle said... Oh, you shouldn't believe everything your uncle says, Santa said, pushing me forward. Now, let's get those milk and cookies. When we entered the kitchen, I felt a chill breeze and turned to see one of the curtains billowing in the wind. Why's the window open, I said. Oh, I don't know. Santa said, waving me off. Maybe your parents forgot to close it. I couldn't help but notice the windowsill had a boot print of snow on it. Now, little boy, Santa said, where are those cookies? They're in a place I can't reach, I said, and pointed to the cupboard in question. I gasped when Santa suddenly reached down 
picked me up with his strong hands and put me on the countertop. Get them down, Santa said, and I'll get the milk. I tittered on my tiptoes as I reached up and pulled open the cupboard door. I knew that if I slipped up just once, I'd end up falling onto the ground and getting badly hurt. I hoped Santa would catch me. I had to lean back a bit to let the cupboard open. The fridge wasn't open. I turned to see Santa by the knife rack, gently pulling one out. What are you doing? I said. Santa spun around to face me. That's not where the milk is. Santa glanced from me to the fridge, then smiled again. Ho, 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 he said. I just think Mrs. Claus would like this knife. He gently pulled it out all the way. But that's my mommy's knife, I told him. Oh, she won't mind, Santa answered. It is Christmas after all. Now, get down those cookies and I'll get the milk. I turned around, reaching up to pull down the packet. Next to the cupboard was the stove. It was a modern one, with an overhead light on it made of stainless steel. In the stainless steel, I could see Santa smiling as he walked toward me. That wasn't a smile I'd ever thought I'd see on his face. I froze as the knife glinted in the moonlight. Santa licked his lips. Then, snow fell off the roof outside. Both Santa and I turned sharply to the window above the sink where it had fallen. Nothing else happened, but, well, outside, behind my childhood house, was a forest. And for some reason, I swore I saw a pair of red lights staring at me and Santa. What's that? Santa said, an edge to his voice. He walked up to the window, leaning against the sink and peering out the window. He grumbled something about it being a deer, then turned to me. Well, bring down those cookies. I gulped and pulled out the packet. Could you help me down? I asked him. Oh, just jump, Santa said. I looked over the countertop at the tiles on the floor. To a child my age, it was a daunting height. I was afraid I'd get my legs broken if I did. When I said as much, Santa just laughed. Oh, don't worry, he said. I'll catch you. He moved into position, right in front of me, but kept his hands by his side. I bent my legs, getting ready to spring forward, not caring that Santa still had that knife in his hands. There was a heavy knocking at the door, and both Santa and I jumped. Santa quickly left grumbling under his breath as he exited the kitchen without even so much as a goodbye. I had to get down by myself, and when I landed on the ground, my feet felt sore for only a moment. I went after Santa. 
Santa was standing by the dining room window, peering outside. In the darkness, the moonlight cast a white glow over him, highlighting how clean his suit was, how empty his eyes were. What's wrong? I asked. Santa turned to me, an angry look in his eyes. He didn't say anything, just thumped toward me and snatched the packet of cookies from my hands. Let's get that milk, he said. From the dining room, I could see the living room and the fireplace. Soot fell down it, landing on the smoldering logs. Santa turned to it and said a word I'd never thought Santa would say. The hell? Then, something fell down the chimney. I only caught a brief flash of a pair of hooves before an enormous cloud of ash was kicked up. I turned to Santa, whose face had gone pale. Then, I noticed how the beard seemed to be slipping off his face, and the two pieces of string on the ends. I turned around and ran into the kitchen. Santa didn't follow me, only stared at the fireplace. I opened the cupboards under the sink and pushed my way inside, keeping the doors open a crack to watch. Santa's beard was hanging from his face, and the knife had fallen from his hand, laying on the floor by his boots. His eyes were wide with terror as the floorboards of the living room began to creak. The creaking moved into the hallway, and Santa's mouth opened wide. A black, scaly hand, covered in black fur, shot out and grabbed him by the jaw, pointed yellow nails digging into his cheeks. Then Santa was pulled forward into the hallway, there was a wet cracking sound, and a spray of blood shot out across the dining room table. I held my breath as the wet crackling was quickly followed by a deep slurping, then a loud crunch. Something in the hallway let out a contented sigh. The creaking resumed, and I saw a shadow with two goat horns and red lights in the head enter the dining room. That was why I shook the cupboard, knocking over some cleaning supplies in the process. After a period of wet slurping that started in the dining room and ended in the hallway, the front door opened and slammed shut. Tentatively, I crept out of the cupboard. The blood on the dining room table was gone replaced with something wet that shone in the moonlight. Heedless of my fear, I ran to the dining room window and peered outside. I could see a man in a pointed hat standing at the end of the driveway, holding a staff that curved at the top in one hand. Something with goat horns bounded on all fours to his side. The man stretched out a hand and rubbed its head, then his head tilted toward me. When it did, 
my fear vanished, and I heard a little voice say, Go to bed, child. I'll handle the cleanup. I was the first one to wake up the next morning. So I went downstairs, wondering if everything had been some strange dream. The kitchen knife wasn't on the floor, and there were several presents underneath the tree. I smiled, then noticed the presents Santa had offered me. Above the mantel place, the picture of Saint Nicholas stared at me, pointed hat on his head, and a staff that curved at the top in his hand. Was it my imagination? Or was he smiling? I guess it's true, kids. Krampus does indeed punish the bad girls and boys, regardless of their age. Until next time, keep your windows locked.